Alex Leatherwood, baby. He, it happened, Geezy. The rumors were swirling. We've been watching Hard Knocks. We know that the huge wave of cuts was about to happen. And our boy, the first-round pick out of Alabama, <laughs> Alex Leatherwood, was waived by the Oakland Ra- or the Las. Ve- I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. By the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland, they he has been released. Uh, no, you know what? I was going to say no surprise because he's not good at football, but kind of a big surprise, right? Like this is only oh yeah. His, this is only his second year. They were trying him out at right guard. How much you want to bet this guy goes to the Buccaneers and wins a Super Bowl this year? Uh, I mean, that would be great, and it would be <laughs> great to rub that in your face. But I can't – I'm trying to Google, like, when's the last time a first-round draft pick got released in his first two years? Oh, yeah, like legit, like he plays one season as a rookie and then, okay, let's take another look. And they just let him go. I mean, this was the first preseason where I, I've watched the most preseason in any other year this year. And somebody at work kind of brought it to my attention. It's like the first year in a long time where there's been no uh, politics involved. Like there's nothing. There's no COVID. There's no election. There's no BLM. Like it's literally just football this time. So – I, I, everybody's all in on it. Like I'm so excited Go for this on, season. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Nathan Weller, I just hit a a goal because of him. My elixir points goal. Thank you for the ruby hots. I'm loving that. But uh, yeah, I can't think of, now. Uh, in the chat, quickly said RG three. I think he was he was waived after like four or five years though. He wasn't. He had his rookie. Yeah, not, yeah. He had one year, right? Leatherwood played one year. Leatherwood literally has played 17 games as a Raider. Like, that's all he and got. And they paid him, like, $9 million like, today when they released him. Yeah, exactly. He got a huge check. He's on his way out. And I bet he does well somewhere else. But, yeah, you're right. Like, Ryan Leaf, maybe. I mean, that was a first-round pick that they had to get rid of eventually. That was a second-round pick. Yeah, but not the pick. first year. Yeah, I, I can't think of many times where it was. How could you not find a spot for him on fucking special teams? Well, like, if you're you're le- on the hook for that money. But imagine you're a left tackle. Like that's that's the money position in football. Like we've all seen the blind side. Sandra Bullock explained it perfectly. The quarterback's the highest paid. The second highest is the left tackle. Like those are in football. That's just the met- the, the the that's the the method now because you want to protect your most valuable investment. Trent Williams with the Redskins was a, or with the um, Commanders. He was a very valuable, you know, he was he was the highest paid player on that team for many years. And then he went to the Niners, and he's still one of the highest paid guys. Like left tackles, if you're a really good left tackle, Jonathan Ogden, you're going to make a lot of money. And I think for the Raiders, if you're drafting a left tackle, and then if if I'm thinking as like okay, so if I'm a football coach, a lineman coach. And I'm anticipating this guy's going to be able to play left tackle. Number one, I'm going to say tackles. Would you say tackles more difficult than guard? I would. Yeah, hell yeah, because you you have way more edge rushers where you got to really backpedal and get around the edge. Where guard, you're in the middle. You just you got a way smaller spot to fucking to so, guard. So no pun intended. And the left side, you know, assuming most quarterbacks are right-handed, which I don't, I can't name any left-handers in the league right now. So let's say. The left side is still going to be more important than the right side. So Alex Leatherwood was supposed to be the tackle, more important than the guard. On the left side, more important than the right. And all last season, he played at right guard. Like, they knew he wasn't going to be good at left tackle, so they were they gave him a whole year at right guard, and he couldn't even make that work? How do you play for Saban for all those years? How are you a top 10 lineman going into the draft? 
is it coaching? Is it is it dedication? Like maybe it was maybe it was the Gruden stuff. Maybe having Gruden and Mayock there, maybe he thought he was like in a really good spot and a really good position. Once that regime left, he kind of thought, "Oh shit, like I'm fucked. Like I'm going to get exposed. I'm not even going to try." I it has to be what we said last week where um fucking video started playing. Sorry. I thought oh. that was you. Uh no, they had to be in a room because they everybody knew they took them way too high. Yeah, way, way too I mean, high. They well, I don't. I'm looking at his draft projection. He was still second round. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it was a combination of the pressure. I'm sure. I mean, the whole coaching staff got flipped last year. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how you can be a fucking the right or the left guard on a national championship team on. <laughs> by and far the best program in college football and just suck this much. And I, the thing that terrifies me is the first headline I see when I Google his name is should Patriots claim Mac Jones, <laughs> former left tackle. And I'm saying, <laughs> God, no, like I know Belichick's smarter than that. Isn't that odd though? Like, why would you be so, why would you win a natty? Like, how could you be that good at football in college and at offensive line? Now I think offensive line uh, is one of the, I think it's probably one of the hardest positions in football. I'm going to say that outright. I think it's one of the hardest. Any any spot on the line. And I'm also going to say from college to the pros, I can't imagine. I guess maybe the defensive ends are a lot faster and stronger in the NFL. So maybe that's where but he's still playing in the SEC where you got to imagine the talent is a lot better. I don't I don't I don't know. I have no freaking Dude, clue. I'm reading the headlines from this. So he uh, Josh McDaniels gave him another chance at right tackle this offseason. <laughs> he fell behind Brandon Parker and rookie Thaler Mumford during training camp. Injuries to both players, however, led to Leatherwood getting the start in the Raiders' second preseason game against the Dolphins. But he was benched after giving up a sack and played behind another dude. So he's fourth string. Yeah, I mean, he legit he became expendable, like, and he was last year. Like, he was shit last year. I mean, how many he was a meme for us because it was like such a. First of all, he was a meme because the Raiders with the first, you know, with the seventeenth pick in the draft or whatever it was, Alex Leatherwood, and everybody just goes, "Who?" Nobody knew who that was. Like, why is this who we're getting? <laughs> he's not even on like the. He's not. Uh, what did they say? He was a top ten offensive lineman, but not a top five, and he went like number four. So, such a weird place to get him. So, we already didn't like him. And then in the postseason, when he would have, like, a holding penalty, we'd, fuck, why? <laughs> like, it, it was – he just haunted us for an entire year. I still want a jersey, though. I think it's worth – it's worth the cost of a jersey, I feel. Now that all his jerseys are on clearance, I bet it's a perfect time to grab a Leatherwood. Oh, it's going to be a fucking – meme from now on like he's probably my all-time favorite player now that he's gone like if he was still there causing harm or causing damage i would be very upset i would hate that fucking guy but now that he's gone i'm kind of happy it's like okay cool like that was a fun season we weren't going to win the super bowl anyway but at least we got a we got some tasty memes out of it but uh nathan weller had to send me an awesome uh tweet from our friend field yates uh the raiders first round picks from 2019 to 2021 are you ready zach <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is all the Mayock era, by the way. Mayock and, and Gruden. Uh, 2019, they got defensive end Cleland Farrell from Clemson. They got him fourth overall, and everybody said, what? 
He was like projected <laughs> to go in the second round, I think. Then they got Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram, all in that first round. That was okay. I, I think that was Khalil Mack. I think that was Well, let's remember Jonathan Abram can't say salmon. That's true. Salmon. Salmon. Uh, so all of their fifth year options are declined. Now Jonathan Abram is still a really good safety. I think he's had the injury bug throughout these first four years. So are the first he's three, legit. He's good. He's good. So I'm not I'm not I don't know if he's a first he was a first round pick. Though? He was a first round pick. But but he was he's injured. Kind of small for first round. He's pick. been injured most of this time. Josh Jacobs, uh I, I like honestly, I I, Legit. I don't I don't mean to be this. With, we need to get that kids. fixed. I'm gonna do the dance. So I was trying to fix it, and I was like, "Where is the setting at?" So I know that it's the Biden sounder now. So let me write this down. <laughs> Biden sounder. We're gonna get rid of all the Joe Biden stuff. He's actually turning me around as president. I think he's doing a great job. You're um, a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's so fun to talk to him about like about like trying to talk about you him talk in public. No, like in public, it's fun to you know. Like even today, I was I was on the phone and I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to reach Brandon." And then like my I see "Let's Go Brandon" stickers every day now oh, in Utah. Every day, like it's it's every insane. Day. It's insane that he got. I feel like he maybe he did win this election, but people are loving that meme so much that they're just like, "Yeah, Whoa, fuck catch him. the buzz, feel the fuck this guy." Oh, yeah, I think he's had plenty of time to fuck it up. But I just heard on Rogan the other day that like a million registered voters changed to Republican. Thank you all. Thanks that, for the Ruby hearts. That's people who went out of their way. Not like, I'm just going to vote Republican next year. Like, no, I'm registering as a Republican so I can vote in the primaries too. I, th- I don't even know what, I think I'm registered independent. Like that. Cause I, they probably got me when I was 18 and I was probably like, no, I'm, I'm neither party, man. I'm third party. I'm a libertarian. If any of the, if any of the three, uh, are Korean party. So no, I think that that is shocking that that many people would just switch and yeah, because who who takes the time? Although it's probably fun to vote in your primary, I have never done that. I'm definitely voting in this midterm coming up. I don't know how we could not vote in the midterm. It's it's insane. It's they keep talking about that red wave and even things. Remember like the abortion stuff? Like they were saying, oh, this is bad for Republicans. They should not have done this. Is gonna blue wave, dude? They're gonna hold it all. And here we are a few months later, and the student loan thing. I haven't thing, heard a single thing about fucking abortion well, lately. And the student loan thing is actually, I feel like, backfiring. Like I, I know people oh, yeah. that are furious. And I've even I've come on here and talked about loan forgiveness. I didn't want the government to like pay for my I wanted to try to give the government the money that I'm supposed to pay the government. Like I like that's what I wanted I, to happen. I think that was the Thank you all, thanks, Hein, for giving Sniperman a tier two subscription. The worst thing they could have done was half of what they said they were going to do. They should have just done nothing and be like, you know what? We couldn't make it work. We had to give all this money to the Ukraine. So it's, you know, we weren't expecting to spend that when we first started. Not now you're going to do just a little bit and piss everybody off. And a lot of people are excluded. So fuck you. I like when Biden people are happy about the gas prices going down. I'm like, you know, that they don't need to be this high. Like, <laughs> they're still fucking high, by the way. Yeah, I want to get I mean, down to two thirty. Sure, we need to get back to that two fifteen range here in Texas. That, yeah, that's please. the sweet spot because we're still above three dollars. Uh, and I know that's still above. We're at like four fifty still. Oh really? No, we're low. I mean, I guess we drill our own oil here in Texas, so I think that helps us out tremendously. <laughs> of course, they say we don't use that for domestic use, but I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore. Clellan Farrell, Josh Shagas, and Jonathan Abram 
All of their fifth-year options decline. My theory with Josh Jacobs is they're just going to run him into the ground this year. Like They're just going to have him carry the ball 390 times, not re-sign him, let him go somewhere. Uh, we're in an era of running backs where running backs fall apart after you pay him. So they're just going like, to let him go. Like Ezekiel Elliott was – you know he was rookie of the year, and I remember, oh, Zeke is going to be the best forever. And he has not had a good year since that, right? Yeah, I – that they're fucking even stupid for that. You're supposed to pick up the fifth year option on your running back, and then you don't pay him after that. Le- Le'Veon Bell, uh, Todd Gurley, like these are guys that like for running backs. Like, oh, what a great example! He got his money, but once they get their money, they don't they don't produce. They fall apart, and that's a bum out. And I hate to be this guy, but dude, why would we? If if I'm the Raiders and I can get a Zaheer White in the fourth round from Georgia and I have Josh Josh Jacobs who's going to run one more year for me, let's just give him the ball. This is going to be a great year for the Ra- we we don't have Kenyon Drake anymore. He was the elder statesman of the backfield. So, I think this is a great lineup, dude. I I'm excited that Josh Jacobs is still here. He's getting, you know, I mean sorry you're not getting fifth year option money, but yeah. I why mean, why would you even why are you declining it now? Why don't they just play the season, see how it goes? Isn't there? Isn't it in the CBA that they have to decide after the third year? Is it because I know that it, this is why Blake Bortles got paid that one time? Like everybody was like, "Why are they paying Blake Bortles?" And it was because you're supposed to claim them by a certain time, and that that kind of locks them in. You know, it's like it's like the franchise tag. Like you can tag them, and there's like these certain rules that you have to you have to abide by. Yeah, the fucking rules are stupid. But I would have waited. I don't know. I don't know why you would not pick up his fifth year option, and then, then you go franchise tag after that for a year or two if he's still good. Yeah, that, right, that's what good teams do. I don't know. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, here's what we did in 2020: the Raiders drafted with their two first round picks because of the Khalil Mack stuff, uh, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. So Damon Arnett was seen on Instagram waving a gun around. He was talking about going to kill somebody. He's no longer on the Raiders. And Henry well, Ruggs still comes somebody. And Henry Ruggs, if you have to know why he's not on the Raiders anymore, I mean that's where you been. That's that's another. So the past three years, you look at their our first round picks: Cleland Farrell, Jacobs, Abram, and even Cleland Farrell. Last year he wasn't even a starter. Like uh, Jonathan Ngakwe and Max Crosby. Uh, like Cleland Farrell was somebody that they had a lot of faith in. They took him way higher than he needed to go. And maybe that was the issue with Mayock is they were just taking guys that they really liked. Now there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but even if you really like somebody, find a way to trade back and get that person where they're rated. Like, don't just say, well, the player that I want the most is this guy. It's like, okay, well you're leaping over 20 other guys that are better than that person. I get that. You don't want these other 20, but don't, don't take this guy ahead of them. Like try and trade back, get some more picks. Um, and I know it's all easier said than done. I'm armchair quarterbacking. I do have two arms on this computer chair, uh, but the Raiders, man, this oh, is our that, year. It, what makes it worse is it, that's all Mayock did all year. Every year was analyze the draft. Who are you going to pick? And he blew all of his picks except for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And he would sit there with my good friend, Rich Eisen, and I would watch their draft coverage. That was my favorite coverage was Mayock was uh was Charles Davis, uh coach David Shaw from Stanford, Brian Kelly when he was with Notre Dame. Like I really liked the the setup that NFL Network had and Mayock was an integral part of that. And it's so shocking to me that okay, he finally gets a job as a GM to kind of prove 
you know, like if Kuiper got a job as a GM, you know, like if Mel Kuiper Jr. obviously is the ESPN version, where if he actually got a, you know, got and you know he was high on Menzel. Like imagine if he got a job with, you know, he was with the Cowboys and the Cowboys are sitting there at six overall, and, and Kuiper's taking Menzel at number six, you know. Because he was high. Like, there's all those compilation videos of, like, 31 times Mel Kuyper was wrong. and So, you know that, like, he just fucked it up for everybody. They're never going to hire another draft oh, analyst. Yeah, never again. Never again. Daniel Jeremiah's fucked. There's no other guy. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Todd McShay. Like, all these ESPN NFL Network guys. Todd. Todd. Jason, Lock- Jason Lockenfora from CBS Sports. Even Michael Lombardi was another NFL Network guy that I remember. He was on NFL Network. He got hired by the Cleveland Browns, and I think that was when they took Menzel. So, like, I guess these guys who get on TV and they're able to, to – to, you can't play the game, Dan Arlovsky. He goes to ESPN, and now he's an analyst. And maybe he gains more notoriety and recognition as an analyst. Maybe that will lead to a coaching position at some point. But it, it seems, at least in my head, you're a good player, you're a good player. If you're a good coach, then you're a good coach. Like Sean McVay wasn't a good player, but he's an excellent coach. Uh, so I can just imagine. Like Belichick is an excellent coach. He never even played. Like as an analyst, I'd be curious. Like I don't, and I can't see him being on TV at all. Like trying to be an analyst, you know what I mean? Like I think you get to be, you can be two of the three, but you're not going to be three of the three. No, absolutely. So I, that's like, I mean, like Peyton. I thought Peyton was going to be a great coach. I just he's probably not even interested at this point, right? Like, who's a good former player? Maybe Elway, like Elway put together a championship team. Who yeah. else are like former players that are really that were really good players that end up being good coaches? Well, my dad, staff? my my dad is listening to this in his car right now, saying Mike Ditka. Like that's the obvious one. Like he was a Pro Bowl tight end for the for the Bears. Then he coached that '85 Bears team to a championship. He's probably yeah. the number one example of like amazing player turns into amazing head coach. Because, uh, yeah, otherwise, you look at even guys – like, I, I love playing the Madden video games because, like, I, I think on Madden NFL, like, 10 or 12 or whatever it was, like, Brett Favre was my head coach for, like, seven years. And <laughs> here we are, all these years removed from Brett Favre's playing career. He's never coached. like, And, and you bring up, like, guys that pursue the coaching route. I think it is tough for um, – I think it is tough for like a Peyton Manning or like I'll even throw a Tom Brady in there for these like really successful players. I think it's probably hard for them because if they become coaches, everyone's going to link in their playing career as well. Like a Mike Singletary was on that those Bears teams. So for no, I, I thought of what I know exactly what it is because I'm this way with certain shit too, mm-hmm. and it Jordan would be the best example. He just can't coach ninety five percent of people that he has to coach because right. He's used to fucking ruthless practice 18 hours a day. All you should care about is fucking basketball. So when he's got to coach most of his guys that are there collecting a paycheck and want to have fun, he's like, I don't even want to fucking talk to these people right now. <laughs> I bet you Brady is the same way and fucking Peyton is the same way. Like, I think they probably want to coach kids more than fucking professional athletes. Well, and even, well, that's Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders likes to coach. He's coaching college right now, but he was coaching youth football for a long time because he likes working with the kids more. Uh, and of course, now he's, I think he's at what, Jackson State or he's at an HBCU, and I think he's doing a really good job. 
I'm just glad he can walk again. But yeah, he almost like lost his foot, dude. Especially like I I agree with what you're saying. Like as far as Brady, like Brady and Manning are doing it at such a high level, and I mean we even hear Aaron Rodgers now. Like he, when he talks shit about his receivers, the coaches have to tell him like, "Hey, Aaron, like you know, kind of, kind of don't say that stuff to the media." And Aaron's just like, "Why wouldn't I?" Like. <laughs> like, like I, I said some nice things, but I said the truth. I said our receivers need to step it up. Like Allen and I have been playing together for a long time, and I trust Allen, but there's all these other nobodies on this team, and they're going to have to step it up if they want me to throw them the ball. Like I love those those NFL mic'd up, uh, like those little shows they do on NFL Network. They really are telling of a lot of guys. Like I really – one of my favorite moments was Larry Fitzgerald running up to Kurt Warner like – Kurt, can you throw me the ball one more time? I need six yards for a hundred. And this is when like Larry was like two years into his career. For a hundo. And Warner's like, Do you want a hundred yards or do you want to win the game? And Larry was like, Well, no, like I want to win. He's like, Okay, well, if you're open, I'll throw you the ball. And you know, <laughs> it was kind of like this uh, it was this interesting exchange because like you could just imagine, like, as bros, like, hey, Kurt, I'm almost at a hundred, dude. And Kurt's probably thinking like if I want to win, so if Anquan Bolden is deep, wide open in the end zone, I'm gonna throw it to Anquan Bolden. I don't care if you're at running a seven yard out route, <laughs> and I can hit you. So like, and I that like, was him and who? Him and Larry? Yeah, him and Larry, and I and Aaron did it as well. I think with Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson or. It wasn't one of those two guys. It was it, they, it was always like the fourth or fifth guy in that rotation, like Driver Nelson, uh, Cobb. There was a, there was a guy who dropped a pass. And Rodgers didn't throw it over like the rest of the game. And the guy was mic'd up and he was like, Rodgers is done throwing to me today. It's like, because he, he dropped a pass in the end zone. And yeah, Rodgers. <laughs> and Rodgers just, not nah, well, you're going to drop it in the end zone. I'm kind of done throwing your way then. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's how we're going to do this from now on. So, um, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, if you're a coach, it probably is really tough. Like, John Gruden wasn't a good player. He's, he's an amazing coach. So. Um, I mean, his only Super Bowl, he kind of cheated, but that's okay. Uh, well, and speaking of coaches that are, are players that are now coaches, Timmy Chang, one of the greatest players in the University of Hawaii history, made his coaching debut at, on week zero of the NCAA season. Did you watch any college football this weekend, Zach? Oh, what was on? I know the Nebraska North what was it? Northwestern game. Yeah, was on? that game like, was a. Hoot. I don't know why that was the big thing. It's a rivalry game, I think. I, I'm pretty sure because they both have ends. They both, their yeah, name. their logos are similar, just different colors. I think that was. Yeah. But it really did feel like a rivalry game. It felt like the most important game of the season for both of those teams, and it was <laughs> and it was high scoring. It was back and forth. It was action packed. It was everything you would want from the first college football game of the year. Two teams that I know nothing about having a good game like that's college football. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect, dude. But no, I didn't. I didn't really watch any. What did I do Saturday? We did something Saturday. That has to be why. But Sunday, I caught some more fucking preseason, yep. and I had another draft, dude. Oh, so okay, because I have two or three drafts next week. Uh, so next, we mean next week is the first week. Well, Thursday is the first game. I have a. I have two drafts on Monday, and I think one on Tuesday. I think we're going to be doing a draft. I think I'll be doing a draft live during this next Tuesday uh, because that seemed Wait, to be. Doesn't the season start this weekend? No, we have one more week of, of emptiness. There's nothing? There's no preseason? Nothing? Big college weekend, dude. Yeah, no preseason. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the, I didn't know that. We're having people over on Sunday. Fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, there's 
There's no games. Yeah, I think the first games are on September 11th again. So they're going to do the amazing tribute. Oh, great. Lady Antebellum's going to make me cry with their rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Dude, I can't wait. Uh, Michael in the chat, what money line should I bet on for next Thursday, Bills or Rams? I'm thinking Bills, dude. Like, I don't know what the spread is or I don't know what the line is, but Bill, give the Bills pl- uh, minus seven. Those are both bad bets. You don't know enough. Taking them all. Bills might be way hyped. Rams might come off the Super Bowl with a slump. Do you see? I would. I, I, I would wonder, take them to lose. I wonder what Vegas would have that at. I wonder what the line is, like what the spread is on that. Because if you're giving me Bills minus seven, I might take that. You don't think the Bills are going to win by a touchdown? Uh, who are they play? I don't even know who they're playing. The Rams, I thought. Is that game one? Oh, they're playing each other. I thought that's what that meant. <laughs> That's what oh, I took. I thought it, it was two two separate bets. Um, University of Hawaii, Gizzi, I watched oh. some of this game. It was on CBS Sports, which uh, Spectrum reminded me I don't subscribe to. So I got to watch ten minutes of the game, and then it turned off. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And oh wait, wait, wait. So what? What's my bet for Bills Rams? I just wait. Money line. Um, what should I bet? Down? What money line should I bet? Uh, it's the Bills are at the Rams, oh. and the Bills are minus two and a half. So it's basically just. Field goal. A push home field advantage. Yeah, I'm taking Bills. Two and a half. The money line is Bills minus 149. DraftKings. If your team you're picking up plus seven at any time during the game, you win your money line bet. Oh, I are you taking the over at 52? Uh not for opening night. Do you think so? Do you think uh maybe? Well, they both have good defenses and good offenses. So this is the Super people Bowl. People think this is going to be the Super Bowl. I, I think – so opening night's always strange because it could be we got to work the kinks out. But I remember last year wasn't opening night Cowboys and Bucks, and that was high scoring as shit. That was like a 60-point combined game. And I rem- I'll never forget when Peyton dropped like 49 on the Ravens that one year. So, like, <laughs> who knows what the – like, what what – week one or opening night is always very, very tough. As long as Al Michaels and Collinsworth are calling the game, I can't wait. I'm not – I don't want to talk about Collinsworth. <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. University of Hawaii, do you know what the final score was? They played Vanderbilt, an SEC team. Um, I I think it was under, and the total points was 30 points. It was 63-10. to 10. Vanderbilt <laughs> – Vanderbilt brought the fucking wood chipper and just threw the University of Hawaii in Hawaii. <laughs> like it was, it was astounding. I so I watched ten minutes, like I said, and then I was trying to find an illegal feed of it, and I just couldn't find it. So I listened to a little bit of it, and then I just thought I'll just watch the highlights in the morning. And I watched the highlights while avoiding the final score. I thought, okay, like this is this will be fun. And the Hawaii scored the first touchdown. I thought, okay, we're not bad. And dude, like that second half was just a bloodbath. Like it was, it was like playing a video game. It was legit. They can't stop us. We're just gonna keep scoring and scoring and scoring. So at the end of the year, when they say which SEC, which SEC teams had the highest point totals, Vanderbilt is gonna be touting this sixty-three yeah, points. A good start. These sixty-three points are gonna go a long way in Nashville. So uh, if you watch that game, Vanderbilt kind of sucks, but they won sixty-three to ten. That's college football for you, man. That uh, can happen any weekend. 
It was bad. It was bad. And then I guess this week is when it really starts. This is it, man. Rice versus USC, UTEP versus Oklahoma. We got some good ones this weekend, but I, I Florida's in a good game week one, aren't they? I just enjoyed at work today. I, I talked to some folks who live up in Oklahoma and they were all just laughing like Lincoln Riley going to USC. Uh, they think that he's gonna. He, they don't think he's gonna do well there because it's more than just. They, they were saying, you know, the 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 athletic director has a lot to do with it. Your coaching staff and the program itself has a lot to do with it. USC is a program that, you know, we can say it was built on. You know, we had to lure players to come here. We're Oklahoma. Also, unlimited money there. And I live here in uh, like Texas. People just go to Oklahoma. They want to go there. They have a, a pride about OU. They want to go to OU. And people that live in Oklahoma, that's just where they're going to go to school. So a lot of that, I feel, is like this naturally built. I mean, we, we know Oklahoma and Nebraska were national champions every fucking year for decades. So that program has a lot more tradition, and it's a little richer. And the people in Oklahoma are laughing like Lincoln Riley's going to go to USC, and he's going to underperform. And I was even reading an article like SC being the league's most, or like the you know athletic or whatever, the NCAA's most hated team is good for football. Like them being the most hated guys in the room, like they were in the mid two thousands, is good for college football. Which honestly, hell yeah. I mean, I kind of when you're when you're a kid and you're a fan of USC, you're assuming they're the heroes, but clearly they were the villains. Matt Leinart in that Matrix outfit, what a piece of shit. Dude, I fucking loved it. that time in college football was probably my favorite. I remember being at CCV watching the fucking USC uh, Longhorns National Texas, Champions. Yeah. So dude, those years, that that's probably the most ridiculous linebacker squad ever. Oh, dude, Brian Cushing. were like yeah. first round draft picks. Yeah, they were loaded. SC used to be the best team in college football. It was just hands down. And I remember that it, old. It was. It was Brian Cushing. Oh, I forget the whole squad. Uh, let me see. USC roster 06. They were so stacked. And even, uh, even like, what's frustrating is obviously the bowl bands and everything really hurt them. They lost a ton of scholarships. And it was that was there to kill the program. The program was going to be killed uh, by that. And they knew they were doing that. Like, it, it's fine. Like, I get it. Um, oh, fucking Clay Matthews. Nathan Weller in the chat. Clemson winning it all this year. Ryan Khalil was on that team. Uh, let's see. Well, Vincent Joseph, Terrell Thomas. Uh, oh, yeah. Clay Matthews was on that team. They're just this whole lineup. And then who was the Samoan guy? Troy Palomalu. I don't know if he was on that team. I think oh. he'd been drafted before. Yeah. Cushing. Uh, Kaluka Mayava. 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 He, was, uh, he was another. He was another linebacker. Dude, you're thinking that you're you got the wrong team. I'm thinking 05. Oh, I'm in 06. 06 was Mark Sanchez. Oh, San the Sanchez ruled though. You can't say you didn't. But he was a freshman that year. Ultimately, I just I really think <laughs> Joker in the chat. OJ Simpson, greatest USC player of all time. I don't think he's wrong. I mean, no, OJ yeah. Simpson kind of ruled. I mean, Ray, oh yeah, you're thinking Ray, Ray Maluga. Ray Maluga, that's right. He was awesome. Yeah. The tro and it was probably the most fun, but that was because we had a team that was that was in there. And I still bring up, I remember that uh, leave no doubt. I remember when the, you know the BCS robbery where 
they they didn't get to go to the championship and LSU did and it was like why the fuck did USC get screwed and leave no doubt became their mantra for the next season and they just dominated everybody like it was clearly leave no doubt we're just gonna win every game by a hundred we're not gonna <laughs> there's no dilly dally we don't care Evan can like Notre Dame and Brady Quinn that didn't help uh, you can push people in the end zone it's fine all right we're grown men here uh, so I'm excited to see college football with SC back. Uh, I, you know, but we'll see. Obviously, it's going to take more than one year to turn that entire program around. No, we, this is college, Fleeties. You can turn around with one draft or not one draft, one recruiting class, dude. And they are. If you're Urban Meyer, if you're yeah. Nick Saban, you can do it. And they are in the the big. Or the, well, they're still in the Pac-12 for this season, so. This could be the conference to do that in. Like they're gonna have to get past Oregon. Oregon's always good now. They're gonna have to get past Stanford, which I don't think they've been very good lately. But uh, there, there's gonna be those tricky games. Like they have to make sure they beat the Arizonas and the ASUs. Utah's been playing well, so there's gonna be. Some- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Utah plays Florida week one, dude. Two that'll be a, that'll be a fun game. So yeah, like. And hope and honestly, as the USC fan in me is hoping Utah gets their asses kicked. Like I'm really. <laughs> I'm really torn this season because Hawaii, Hawaii is my team, right? I'm going to put my stamp on that team. They lost six. I can, I can vouch it always has been. Yeah. I I'm, I, I love Timmy Chang, Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan died. I was very upset. So the, uh, there's a lot There's a lot of me that just gets pulled to that team. Plus, I like the Raiders. I like the Angels. I like shitty teams, okay? It's no fun <laughs> Like if I got on here and it was like, Ohio State's going to fucking win it all. I love Ohio State. Big Buckeye fan. My family's from there. My sister's a alumni. I love Ohio State. Like, no, it's not true. I like Hawaii. I want so in a hundred years when Hawaii might rebuild that program into something that matters, dude, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see Hawaii win that na- that natty. Uh, wait, hopefully they win the Mountain West at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, who? I, could you have a better recruiting strategy than? You get to go to school in fucking Hawaii. I think live on the the big island, bro. You know what though? That actually kind of backfires for a lot of these players because they are on an island. You're isolated. If you so for the the even the people that live there, like I just I've just started. I haven't finished the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix. Even for (laughs) him though, like he was so good at football, he was. I'm going to USC or Indiana. Like I'm going far away from the island as I possibly can because they know they're going to spend their entire lives on that island. So they have to find a way off of it. And for them, it's if I'm good at football, I'm going to USC or I'm going to Oregon or I'm going, in his case, he went to Notre Dame mainly just based off of he felt a calling to go there. Did you watch that documentary? No, I've seen the preview like four or five times. But I I just got to get Becca to watch it too. Yeah, well, and of course, Ronaya, the the Samoan guy that did the whole catfishing hoax, is now trans, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Like it was just like a weird little twist to the story where it's like, oh, somebody that pretended to be a woman on the internet for a long time is now pre- pretending to be a woman in real life. So either way, <laughs> uh, I watched a little bit of it. It is fascinating. Like my boss was, he was like, why would they make a documentary? We just lived through that a couple of years ago. I didn't really know all the details though. I didn't know, dude. Like, yeah, I, like I, yeah, heard- no, that's why I, I think it's great. It's a ridiculous fucking story that even if you hate football, you could still enjoy it. It's that crazy. Yeah, well, and Manti Teo seems like such a nice guy. Like, it just—it's such a terrible thing to happen to such a good person. It wasn't like, 
it, it wasn't like they. It wasn't like OJ. You know what I mean? Like OJ is obviously you know a good example of a college player gone wrong, and <laughs> like it, it, it. If it was like an OJ or somebody that's universally disliked, like oh my gosh, I remember all this. What a piece of shit. But it's Manti Teo who's such a nice guy, and you just feel bad for him the whole time, and. He's really like even and and I even feel bad for Ronaya for a lot of that. Oh, you're you're such a lost soul. You're pretending to be a female on the internet. Like that's just the worst. And obviously that was the huge blow up of Facebook in the beginning anyway, where it's like I can be anyone I want on social media. They have shows on Netflix that promote it, the circle, things like that. So <laughs> I, I like I'm I'm I thought that was very fascinating. But yeah, like if you're from Hawaii, like you you don't want to play there. And then if you're from the mainland, living in Hawaii sounds awesome, but your games aren't going to be on national television. Uh, you, you're you're in a, you're in the Mountain West. You're playing in a stadium that holds twenty thousand people. They don't play at Aloha Stadium anymore. They play on campus at a smaller. It looks like oh. it's smaller than the Home Depot Center. Like it's small. Like it. It's not very big. Like I walked by it. I saw it. I went to a baseball game last time I was in Hawaii, and I, my dad was like, "There's the stadium. That's where they play now." And it is small, but it's still very nice. It's not like it's not nice. But, yeah, that they have so much trouble trying to recruit there because uh, you have to go live in Hawaii. Like, if you, if you want to see your family, it's going to be a five-hour flight if you're if they're from California. So, yeah, it's, it's a rough place. Now, obviously, you know, that's where I would want to play. But, <laughs> but I grew up like a fan. I grew up a fan of that. I, I was born in Hawaii. I've been there many times. and But I'm assuming if you're – like I, we watched Last Chance You. Did you watch the football version? No. Oh, uh, you watched QB One. That was your show. Yeah. Uh, but Last Chance You, all these kids from Florida and Texas and all this shit, you couldn't convince them to go to Hawaii to play football. They that that show was very eye opening. They all agree. They all say the same thing. All of them, every season, same thing. You're either gonna play football, rap, or go to prison. I'm like, oh my god, you have way more options than that. You can <laughs> you can sell State Farm insurance. You don't have to do those three things. Dude, Jake is black. Yeah, Jake from State Farm. I actually like that they that's great representation. Shows them like, hey, this black guy can do this. And you know, there's shows like This Is Us where I just like, look, there's a look. Like we always talk representation matters. Remember Bill Cosby? They had a little show about a successful black man. <laughs> I mean, he was out there raping everybody, but Fresh Prince. Uncle Phil was a lawyer. Like, like there's all these great examples throughout media. Of, no, that should be what you strive for. Meanwhile, girls at Grapevine High School have boys in the hood shirts on. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. I've I've recently made some black friends here in Utah finally, and it's they're great. They're not, <laughs> I don't hear about any of this bullshit. They think it's all bullshit. They all, yeah, and that that even when I'm talking to like having a one on one with somebody who's like voiced those kind of opinions. Once you're one on one with them, they're like, eh, I guess. Like the the conversation changes. Like I have I have somebody at work that she's black, and yeah, she says like a lot of times when she is mistreated, it's like I think it's because I'm black. And then when you talk about like the grand scheme of things, she's like, well, no, that's ridiculous. That guy was being an idiot. Like she'll she'll like see <laughs> stories in the news and go like, no, he was doing something extra. Like she Four kinda, kids are just as bright and just as talented as white. Oh, all like sign. That's a one elixir. I didn't even know that existed. Thank you so much. That's mana. Thank you, all Lang sign. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for college football. Kicks off. I mean, week zero just happened, but really excited for this weekend. We're going to have games all day Saturday. I don't think I have work. We also have Labor Day on Monday. I forgot that was a thing. We've been talking about yeah. that. Like, 
who knows where, where that came from. I totally forgot that existed. Um, so it's going to be a well, good time. You're a laborer. Take the day off. I did, know, I did remember that, that I am a laborer. I get the day off. And hopefully, I think the storm has subsided. I don't hear any more rain or thunder. Uh, and the internet seems to be back easy. So I think we're going to be good. Before we go, though, because I'm about to get Gino on here. I've watched so much wrestling. The the grits aren't working. Nathan just said, the Raiders stink, which he's wrong. The Raiders are going to well, win. Well, they just got Leatherwood. They just got better. They just got better, man. Addition <laughs> by subtraction. Get that fucking guy out of here. Um, they have a lot less money, but they're better now. Dom says, let's go. Jets. I've, I have no faith in the Jets. Jets. We'll see what it happens. Hey, someone's got to like that team. Did you see Sam Darnold's hurt again? Oh, yeah. I saw Baker's name starter day one. Like, the, you, Hell, yeah. Uh, and then the Jets. I know Wilson's going to be hurt for a little bit of time, so they're going to have to go with Flacco. Maybe get some more of that Flacco magic. Flacco uh, was balling on Sunday. I remember some of that game. You can't spell elite without Flacco. So, perfect. I, well, before we go, Zach, you were trying to get me to watch this Dragon show. So, did you get sucked in? Are you a big fan now? Dude, I need to watch the second episode. I think I watched it Sunday, but I don't remember. But the <laughs> first episode is an absolute fucking banger, dude. <sighs> is and it? it's not what I expected at all. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Hydrate from a cardio, a two-timer. What do you mean it's not what you expected? So I thought this was like way before Game of Thrones, but it's only... Just as talented as white kids. It's only 170 years before. So it's like a few generations. It's like two winters. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I there's so I don't want to ruin it to you, but like, you if you've watched all of Game of Thrones, you hear the house names of like people's ancestors that are just kind of nobodies that become people, and it's the I don't I can't ruin it for you because the very end, I was like I did not fucking expect this to be about that at all. Because, <laughs> yeah, even Nathan says, it's great, please, all caps. People seem to really be into this show. I'm even looking at a headline here from my favorite magazine, Variety. Episode 2 draws 10.2 million viewers. So, clearly, the 10 million that watched episode 1 came back. People are loving this shit. Uh, I'm just so hesitant. I, I, I was burned. We were burned. Remember the burn? You got to give them a second chance, Fleeties. It was such a great show. So... The, I think what they did well is, like, you don't know any of the characters. They're all brand new. But it all takes place in every place that you know. It's at the table with the king and the hand of the king and the treasurer, like old classic Game of Thrones in the Red Keep. The Red Keep's all shiny and new. <laughs> it's fucking great, man. you got to watch it. <laughs> it really does sound like you're, like, a huge Game of Thrones fanboy who just was desperate for more Game of Thrones stuff, and they finally are giving it to us. But yes. I was so betrayed by the end of that. Like, I marked that as one of the worst shows I've ever watched. And I remember the journey. I remember the Battle of the Bastards. I remember a lot of that. The Red Wedding. I remember. But I also just remember being so let down that I just thought, why would you put, why would I put more <laughs> effort into this show if they didn't put any more effort into it? Like, I've, I, I got to finish Yellowstone. I got to finish The Chosen. I got to finish Attack on Titan. There's all these other things I need to get to. So when I just think of dedicating more than one hour. It's one hour a week, dude. Just, you can't even binge it. Just dude. watch it as it goes. There's, 
It's better than any shitty wrestling you you think you're gonna watch. Oh, today. I don't know. I watched Raw last night. And it was pretty bad. I, I'm very curious because Raw was really bad for me last night. I thought it was incredibly boring. I watched two hours of it and I thought, wow, I can't believe this show still exists. Like in in its format, like <laughs> there's little to no change. Like you 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 bringing up Game of this new Game of Thrones is like a prequel. Maybe WWE needs like a prequel or something. They just need a new version, something where it's like because they can't decided they want to be fake wrestling or like real comp- athletic competition they can't figure it out so people who that sounds terrible yeah it's 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 insane but uh, i will have to check out this show because everyone is raving about it and i just i'm shocked like i am shocked how much people are excited for like like if i if a new shit because then here's my other argument i like new stuff i get kind of annoyed by uh, like repeat culture, like I had to watch that Footloose. I bring that up, like oh well, you know it's- that's just a fucking bad movie in general, though. The good, the first Footloose is awesome. Yeah, if, if Kevin Bacon was in the second one, it would have banged, dude. They had to get Dennis Quaid in there, but I, like I, I feel like we just we were ready for something fresh, and to just get oh well, if we sell it as Game of Thrones prequel, people will watch it, and. I, I just I feel cheap. You gotta get it. over that because it's genuinely fucking amazing. Just the first episode. What'd you think of She Hulk? Terrible. I watched really? the first episode. Yeah, it was it was basically let's hurry through the first episode and just explain how she became a She Hulk, and let's make her and the real Hulk just be big and strong for half the episode and then end up like fighting each other when they get mad at each other. And that was it. Like there's, I have no clue what the rest of the series is going to be about. I have no clue who the villain is. I have no idea. It's just, well, she became a she Hulk and it's super feminist. Too. <laughs> that's what I've heard is like just the, fem- but that's all these shows now. Like my cousin was telling hey, not me game of thrones hocus pocus 2 is coming out like movie night and i was i'm like whenever disney you have no clue how bad becca wants to see that whenever disney plus has anything new now i'm like i don't want to watch that like I, I i don't know why i pay for that shit like it just annoys me that i still have it uh um, so just star wars is worth it on there so what's gonna happen is and like i've even thought about this like okay if we're gonna do a movie night we can watch that after ralphie goes to bed because that's the other thing now is like if I'm watching these new Disney things, I gotta watch it without my son before I watch it with him. Like I gotta be this guy. I gotta, I, I, I gotta, like I, I have to, like okay, oh, there's, this show's clean. Like even last night during Raw, there was a commercial for Chucky, and there was two like twelve year old boys kissing. Like the world is just okay with this stuff now. Doesn't matter if you're thirty five or eight. Like you just you have to watch men kiss. It'll come back the other way, man. I'm I'm confident now. I think there's going to, yeah, there, I mean, there might be some backlash to that. Like, especially just commercials on TV. It's like, why? What, what, like, that, that, and the TikTok commercial makes me think that everyone's gay. That TikTok commercial doesn't have straight people in it. Have you seen that commercial where it's like, TikTok taught me? No, but I did see a, a commercial today on YouTube for Google Fiber. <laughs> and it was a drag queen talking about how she, abs- or how he absolutely could not lose his internet connection while he did shows from his house on camera. And I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous and uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Like 
So, and the remember the Google was the big one at first where I had to like save all those commercials because they were the first ones that were every commercial will be gay. And I found out that I can tag commercials as inappropriate. And I, and I ran with that. Look at this commercial. Now, this is um, Max Mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We've been wearing them the wrong way. That, that guy could be straight. Uh, you gotta share this with Rachel. This is how we should swaddle her. See, like immediately, like this is how we should swaddle. Like, just dude in bed catching some Z's. He's kind of like, oh, this is how we should swaddle. And oh, he's married to a dude. Don't worry, it was a dude the whole time. And then very next frame, right? Here's how to fold a fitted sheet. Period. Period. Like another gay dude. Johnson's daughter. Like it's just, it's constant. It's just like every. You know you're supposed to twist the seasoning bottle, not Twisted. That guy could be straight. Born gray, not pink. Nature's beautiful. Be They're straight. This is how you do bone and chicken wings. Hub, hub. Like, straight. Four kids are like, just as bright and just as talented. Thank you, Ricardo. This is Lee from Yes Man. But it's just constant. Like, hubba, hubba. This is how you do chicken wings. Like, everybody. Four kids are just as bright and just as talented. He loves chicken wings. Like, even the way he says it, like. This is TikTok, dude. It's not for me. There was one straight white guy in the whole commercial, and he was watching hey, his friend's phone. Open the link I sent you in the chat, dude. Let's take a that's game. the that's the Google. At least I could find the ad when I searched. Oh, for it, see, right? remember, I yeah, my conspiracy was they were hiding that shit for me. I could not find that anywhere. I could not find those commercials. They hit him so well for me. So, oh, this is the Cecil Hotel. When I'm doing a virtual. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like immediate. Show, <laughs> clients will ask me if I have reliable internet to do the show. It's very important to me that the video quality is nice so that they can see this. No one wants to spend two hours getting ready and then look pixelated on the screen. If my internet cut. Honestly, though, what's shocking is I if you go on to TikTok, which I don't have anymore. I don't have the app. But when you Good. go on like what's live right now. The first three things I saw were all dudes putting on makeup. Like, it was just, boom, very first thing, dudes with makeup. And that's just the world now is dudes want to put on makeup live on the internet. We've created a platform where that's what you're supposed to do. Like, we should be doing that right now. We, we are, dude. Let this ad play. Let's let's soak this in. Live show, and that is not good for business. Knowing that I don't have to worry about my internet just makes life simpler. Sign up for Google Fiber today at fiber.google.com. You're walking into that in a dark alley. <laughs> well, everything about that was like, oh my gosh, like, <sighs> like I, like every commercial now, like that's and maybe that works for their product, but I don't know. For me, it's like, why, why, like, yeah, even quickly, that was an ad for Google Fiber. Like, who the fuck could tell? Because yeah, the drag queen needs reliable internet. We her all... clients ask if the video is going to be good. What is her client? What does this mean? Is she like a cam girl? What does that mean? Is he that's a cam what girl? It seemed like to me, dude, so fucking hot then, bro. Just my clients need me to be on the internet, looking wearing a nice dress. Uh, I mean, maybe you need Google Fiber. That, do you know what? Tonight, if Google Fiber can survive the storm, I don't have Frontier. Frontier is fiber optic internet out here, but I was going to lose NFL Red Zone, and I just I could not have that. I was okay with losing my internet in a storm. But it has survived this far, Zach. Uh, I think we covered everything that we needed to. I think we about covered it all. So 
what we're going to do now is ride off into that glorious sunset. And then I'm going to get on here and you talk about, oh, watch some of the, maybe you don't have to watch some of that dumb wrestling. I watched a lot of wrestling this week. You got to listen to that dumb wrestling. I man. watched so much freaking wrestling. I watched SmackDown, which everyone, I guess, hated. I watched Raw last night, which everybody hated. I watched most of Impact. I can't remember if I finished it. But that's a lot of wrestling. Okay, That's like eight hours of wrestling right there. Uh, even like so, I'm in it. I know what's going on. I we got a breakdown raw. I listened to some of Kevin's opinions last night. They made me laugh. Some of them I was like, well, I don't know. Like Pete Dunn uh, wearing the old Pete Dunn outfit. Like I, I was okay with that. He didn't like Pete Dunn, I guess, when he was in NXT UK, which I didn't know. I thought we all like Pete Dunn. So there's lots of breakdown with Gino. Who knows it all? Gino's been watching wrestling this whole time. He's probably been watching NXT while you and I've been talking. If he knew a tenth of what he knows about wrestling in business, Dude. he'd be hired right now. He even sent that picture. I think you saw the picture of the square, right? Of like what, what room he has to work out in in his room. No, I didn't see that one. Uh, Tyler's got it somewhere. Yeah, it's he's got like a three by three foot like square where you can stand, and it hasn't been vacu- vacuumed ever. And I think when I saw the picture, my comment was like, I would have three fucking jobs just to make sure I never lived that i would not like i would be working every minute of my day i would have three eight hour jobs that i would just rotate between for six then you wouldn't have to be in the three by three box you would never be in the three by three box you just be stacking checks and then you eventually after after a month you can move out like there's nothing holding you to living there but you got to be able to get some jobs and there's an excuse for all that like i can't see so i can't drive it's like you gotta go get a job go get some eyes then coke glasses that he wears they don't help him drive, I guess. I guess his vision's bad. The ending of Attack on Titan rules. People don't know. I'm curious. I don't know how many episodes of that show there is. Maybe maybe I'll watch that. So maybe I'll watch Yellowstone. Stop fighting it. Just fucking watch it, Vleeties. Yellowstone. Watch the one. Just watch the one episode and tell us that it's not good. All right, fine. I will. Please. I will watch the one. That's a, that's a fair compromise. But let's Everybody's write. Off. Heard it. It's recorded. By next, next Tuesday, week. I will have watched one episode. Of Attack on you're House of Dragon. Watch three because you're going to watch the first one. Second one's already out. The third one is out on Sunday. Ricardio said, Watch Gurren Lagan. I think that's House of Dragon, right? Is he one of the characters, Gurren Lagan? I don't know. I don't think so. All right, Aguizi. You're going to love Damon, dude. What? So you have people coming over on Sunday, you said? I guess, but I don't know what the fuck we're going to do now. All right, well, you're not going to watch football, and we're not going to do an episode of Hashtags on Sunday if, if there's people there. So you and I will Possibly re- we could do it early. We'll, re- well, well, let's see. We'll reconnect. Uh, we'll, re- we'll text tomorrow. We'll see what we got. Let's take uh, let's take a minute. And uh, do we cover it all, Zach? Any parting words? We got it all, dude. We got it all. We got it all. Here's a song I heard today that I really liked, and we'll be right back in a little bit.